Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back. Ian Happ. It's hard to take Ian Happ out of the lineup. This guy's swinging the bat really well. He's been a staple. He's the real deal. Happ is a switch hitter. He's got a beautiful swing. He's strong. We've seen him hit some long home runs. Next pitch. And on the 3-2, it's hit well in the right center field. Dexter Fowler's going back, and he jumps up, and that ball is gone. And Happ hits his second home run this spring. Outfielder for your Chicago Cubs. He can run. He's a very good athlete. Now he's got all the tools. Host of the Compound Podcast. I love your passion. <laughs> Ian Happ with Bernstein and Rahimi. On 670 The Score. Welcome back. Boy, those home runs now mean something called Dinger Dollars. Let's find out about all of it. He just got to break his own news on these airwaves. He's at IHAP underscore one on Twitter. Ian Happ joins the Bernstein and Rahimi show on the Alpamani Nissan hotline. Alpamani Nissan on North Avenue and Melrose Parker at APNissan.com. What's happening, Ian? How you doing? Good. This is uh, this is cool stuff that's been in the works for a while. We teased it in your last appearance on Thursday, and now it's here. Yeah, we finally get to announce some big news and do it the right way instead of letting uh, Rosie break it. Yeah, we're <laughs> super excited about... Um, the Home Run Club, it's going to be great. It's going to be a way for us to kind of get all of the people that love Connect Roasters and, and put them together and do something special where you can subscribe one, two bags a month or a five-pound bag, and then we're going to do exclusive drops, free shipping on absolutely everything. Uh, and then the most exciting part is every time I hit a home run, uh, you're going to get five dinger dollars to any, anything on the site, um, which is which is really cool. There's going to be different merch drops and and some really cool stuff coming throughout the season. So I'm super excited, and our goal is to get uh, a 1,000 people giving back and and supporting our partners like um, the Food Bank and Save the Children. I think that that's something really great to point out, too, is the fact that the more coffee people buy, the more you get to help all of these places. Yeah, that's exactly it. That's the goal. And and, what we're looking at is trying to get – a huge base every month that's that's drinking great coffee and also supporting um, these wonderful causes that we really believe in. Things are starting to get real for the Cubs. There's going to be actual baseball played here in just a couple of days. And it's also getting real on the roster with uh, your guy Nico Horner, despite absolutely tearing it up in spring, being sent down. And we obviously are trying to figure out the the whys and wherefores of some of this. Nothing against David Bodie, the veteran who has uh, earned himself that starting job. But then there's always that concern, and I know you look at this from a, from a labor relations angle of continued service time questions about uh, having that extra that arb year if you don't bring them up too soon what what do you see happening here 
Yeah, I, I think Nico had a, a great spring. Um, he really killed it. Um, it was great to see just the things that he really worked on in the off season, um, and him be able to put them into practice. I think that's a huge part of of what we as baseball players do, where we we work all off season on something that we think is going to translate, and then when you can actually see that uh, start to come to fruition, it's great. But you know. Bodie has. David's been uh, around a long time. He's worked really hard um, to get an opportunity like this. Um, and Nico's going to be just fine long term. I, I know that's something that um, him and I have talked about. And, and I was able just to kind of give him my experience um, and you know, a little bit different situation. But um, that's a difficult situation. You want, you just so badly as a player want to be with your teammates. You know, Nico's been with us for a full year plus that September. Um, and you just you so badly want to be with your friends and teammates and help uh, win baseball games from the bat. And there's no doubt um, that he makes us a better baseball team just by what he does um, on the field, uh, his athleticism and all that. So I, I fully expect that he'll be back with us at some point this season. You have perhaps the best example of being able to show what can happen when you play inspired, motivated baseball at that level and then you come back and you make it work for you day in and day out I've always heard players also say the best thing you can do is once you get called up just make it really really difficult for them to send you down what's the advice that you give when it comes to this type of situation not just from your own perspective but also those kind of time old sayings that really actually do apply in a situation like this yeah I I mean I think Nico um definitely took it a lot better than I did he was um really looking at the whole picture and, and being understanding. And, and, I, and I think that um, it, it is, I think one of the things that I was told a lot when I got sent down was, um, you know, when you get get called back up, uh, make sure this is the last time they can do that. Make sure that uh, you force your hand and, and take advantage of the opportunity. Um, and that was something that resonated with me. It, 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 it's a nice mantra, but um, it's all about the process and how you make that work. And, and it took, um, it took me until kind of late September until I got a chance to really play every day to figure some things out at the big league level that, that would eventually um, work for me long-term. Anthony Rizzo and the Cubs uh, unable to come to an agreement on a contract extension. He's going to table those talks for now. And now there's even more urgency to this season when we start talking about a, a trading deadline and how Jed Hoyer is going to look at some of these assets. And he's talked about per- disruptions to this core. And now, despite all the talk for years now, Baez, Bryant, Rizzo, Contreras, there hasn't been an extension yet. How do you compartmentalize that as, as a teammate and understand what you know, that maybe that, that really does raise the stakes for, for this first part of the season up to the deadline? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think we just want to go play baseball. Um, we're, we're, we're really excited about this group. I think that um, you know, we, we feel like we have a, a really good um, lineup top to bottom. Um, we have some depth. We have uh, starting staff that look wonderful during spring training, um, and and the bullpen uh, was really good during spring training, and, and it'll take shape as the season goes on. But um, I, I think we just want to go out there and compete, and and the rest takes care of itself. A lot of those things are just they're out of your control, and I know that that it, it's easy to say, well, if you guys are at, at the All Star break or the or the deadline, um, well up in first place, then. Um, Additions will happen and not subtractions, but we, that's a, we just want to go out and play baseball. 
um, and really enjoy the teammates that we have. And the rest of the stuff's out of our control. You know, unfortunately, um, it, it is that type of situation and, and kind of the process of, of where the organization is. You know, I've been really fortunate to play with these guys for this will be my fifth year with all those guys and um, learn from them and, and really get to see them grow as, as people and baseball players. So I'm just lucky for that opportunity. I think we do kind of go back to the last dance, especially at a time like this, where we all saw the the film and how it, it transpired and, and knowing that this is also a team who's won a title. This is a team that's got players that are some generational talents, some real cornerstones, especially here in Chicago. And we do want to see you not just us appreciate it, either as media or as fans, but also how the team appreciates it, how you guys look at your teammates, how you try to make that time as valuable as possible. What goes through your mind when you know that like that that is a little more discussed now? It's a little more out in the open because of stuff like what we saw last year. Yeah, it's kind of tough to fathom. I think uh, I, I don't know if fans or players or, or me, I don't know if anybody can can uh, fathom some of those guys not in, in Cub uniforms. I don't know uh, if anybody can really see Anthony Rizzo not in um, the, the pinstripes at Wrigley Field. I, I, I just, I don't know. But the the as a player, I think you have to really enjoy your teammates. You have to enjoy... Um, what it means to play with them, uh, the advice and, and some of the small things, some of the day-to-day things that, that those guys bring to the table. And then uh, I think, uh, you know, depending on the season, depending on where we're at towards the end of the year, that's when uh, some of those things will really start to, to get real. And hopefully I'll be on this program. We'll be talking about it in September, and um, we'll have more discussions then. What do you do uh, athletically at this point right before the season? What are the, the the finishing touches on a properly handled spring training for you? I know that there's the, the, there's a mental focus aspect of getting set for six months of this. You know, we were talking at this time last year or, or later into last year, just talking about how weird it was going to be to ramp up into a sprint of a baseball season, and now it's getting back to a... The, the normality of a baseball season, what have you learned how to do to be best prepared to start into this with concentration and urgency, but not from not in an overbearing way? Uh, yeah, I, I, I think preparing physically um, is just, just the biggest part, just making sure that your body's ready to be out there for nine innings, um, making sure that your eyes are ready at the plate from a, a seeing pitches and making decisions standpoint. Um, I mean, everybody has a different quirk, whether it's like, hey, I want to hit a backside, like opposite field, line drive over the shortstop's head, and that's what I'll know I'm locked in. Or somebody says, yeah, I want to pull a ball in the air uh, with true backspin, not topspin, not sidespin. Like, that's when I know I'm locked in. The other day, Rizzo flew out to the warning track opposite field and said, man, I've been waiting for one of those all spring. Like, it, everybody has a different quirk, whatever it is. Um but it, what's, as long what's as yours? you feel like uh, I hit an opposite field, I, I was trying. I was really going to the opposite field well, and then I said, "All right, now I need to pull a ball in the air." Uh, and and I finally pulled a ball in the air uh, with with kind of true backspin, and then I started to ground out a little bit pull side. I was like, "All right, before we leave, I'm going to need a backside line drive." I really feel like I'm locked in. So uh, when two days ago we were at, at the Rangers' place and I hit a backside line drive double, I was like, okay, all right, there we go. We're okay. Everything's fine. 
Like it just takes just some of those little things where you're like, okay, my body feels good. I'm making good decisions. I'm not swinging the bad pitches. And then the, the bat, uh, the ball comes off the bat the way you want to see it. And, and you feel like you're ready to go. And, and I think that's just um, kind of the process. And, and then mentally it's understanding uh, what Wrigley Field is in April um, and, and being okay with that and, and understanding you're going to really hit some balls hard into, into gale force winds and get out, and, and that's okay. And that eventually, you know, if you do the same things over and over and take the right swings, um, it, it, it's going to work out for the better. What's your favorite part about opening day? Wow. Uh, I think my favorite part about opening day, you know, I, I've really cherished opening years. I think I took kind of 2018 for granted, just thinking that um, I would I would have a bunch of opening days back-to-back in the big leagues. And then after 2019, uh, not getting to be with the guys in Texas for opening day, uh, it was really difficult for me. Uh, just just really a, a tough moment from a, from a personal standpoint. So, um I really cherished last year's opening day. You know, I, 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 I took it to heart, and, and that's something that going forward in my career I'll always be super appreciative of opening days and, and not take any of them for granted. And I, I'm, the anthem on opening day is always really, really special uh, to me, uh, and I think fans in the stands this year, um, plus the anthem is going to be uh, just a special way to start the year at Wrigley Field. A little bit chilly, uh, but at the weather report, a little cold, uh, but the weekend's going to be really nice. Where are you and your teammates when it comes to vaccination, and what are you hearing from the the league and or the union about what protocols are in place to get everybody vaccinated? Yeah, uh, I think as it becomes available from a state standpoint uh, is when guys will start being able to do it. Uh, I know know Arizona and Texas, I believe, uh, both just went to 18 and up. Um, So I'm sure teams in states like that um, will, will have an opportunity um, to do it, uh, I think that you know, whenever Illinois gets there is probably when we'll have a chance um, to actually get guys in and vaccinated. Obviously, um, you know, there's no there's no mandate, um, but I think it'll be available and, and guys will be able to do it. And then we'll see as the season goes on um, what we can do as far as protocols and, and some of the things that some of the protocols that were under this year and how those change based on um, vaccinated individuals or percentage of vaccinated individuals and, and, and what that looks like. Now, that's what I wondered, because in, in some of these other states, if you're going to be traveling, and I, I, I know in certain sports, you pay income tax in multiple states because of the rules about being an entertainer who is technically working in that state. And my, my guess, or I would say, look, if I'm paying state income taxes here, I should have access to, to a vaccine potentially per the rules here, too. I don't think that would be uh, unfair to ask. Correct. We do pay income tax in every state, uh, every city that we play in. Uh, I believe they call it the job tax. But um, it's, uh, yeah, I, I don't know exactly how teams are going to do it. And I think a lot of it's going to be on um, the team uh, and, and the medical professionals that advise the team uh, and just trying, trying to figure um, some of that out logistically. It can be a little bit difficult because, uh, especially if you're doing a two dose vaccine uh, and you're looking to get the first dose in one state um, and then uh, the second dose in another. Uh, can can get a little complicated. So um, I know I know that there's been discussions and talk amongst our group, and and I'm sure uh, throughout the league. And that's um, something that 
as soon as soon as we can uh, make it available, I think there's there's plenty of guys that want to make sure that themselves and their families are protected. Well, good luck and good health and good luck with the new Home Run Club. And if people want more information about the Quarantine Coffee for COVID Relief Home Run Club, it is connectroasters.com. Ian, happy opening day, and thanks as always. Thanks so much. Have a good one. Thanks, Ian. That's Ian Happ. More baseball talk is straight ahead with one of our favorite baseball experts, always providing an objective, out-of-market look at the Cubs and the Sox and baseball. Joe Sheehan, up next on Bernstein and Rahimi on The Score. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.